0: it by all accounts um knowing people who were there they said fabulous yeah and i don't know why i chose that i don't know why you
1: chose that word either because i like big guys i cannot lie this is Talk can audio Episode 1126 of the Tall Audio Podcast, off and running, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. My name's Matt Robinson, Rob Christie alongside. What are you saying today, man? It's pretty shitty, Matt. Okay. The world is literally on fire, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm.
0: smoked out, as are most of the sports teams I cheer for. Yeah. So, um, and I'm a year older. I like it, man. So it's really, uh, it's a bit of a
1: grind. What I about applaud you? the wordplay. You are here. Uh, we're we're a day past, I guess, two days now for the good listener. Uh, Rob finishing another rotation around the sun. Does it feel any different, man? It feels. It feels very much the same. Okay.
0: Very much the same. Yeah. Although it was nice, people came with gifts of beer. Oh. And. Three racks of uncooked
1: ribs. Here, cook these. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the only (laughs) one that's going to eat them. Right. Okay.
0: So at a, at a, you know, a date in the not too distant future. Right. I've split them up into three half racks. Okay. And then into two packages. So I'll cook a rack and a half at a time.
1: Spread it out a little bit.
0: Yeah. So I am going to start, uh, I'll unfreeze one of those on Wednesday and start marinating it. In? Uh, Mostly coffee, little olive oil, little garlic. Maybe a pinch of soy, but mostly mostly coffee to mm-hmm. help break it down. Right. Yeah, and okay. then rub it up, low and slow. Finish on the grill with a little bit of sauce.
1: Sauce. Right on, man. That's what's happening here, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I will remind the good listener, and I think we'll drop this on Friday morning. Speaking of birthdays, this, this show here. No. Oh. They'll be hearing this one already. <laughs> yes. As as the, uh, we have an episode coming up. Speaking of birthdays that we're going to drop for you on Friday, is uh, Rob taking a swipe at, or oh, stab at.
0: And it'll be a swing.
1: At uh, a lot of the music that's going to make up the playlist for my upcoming uh, 40th birthday disaster. And um, it's funny, actually. I was texting with our buddy Bunda there on, uh, on Saturday night while the UFC was going on, while the CFL was going on, NHL was going on, all the, all the sports goings on. And uh, we were talking about uh, a few different athletes and I, I don't want to out him here because I don't want him to get in trouble at work, but he was unhappy with somebody. And uh, he sent me the following text, like, guy's been around for years and has zero sexiness. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly, I want that on a banner hung at the party. <laughs> when <we> <laughs> I, I'm like, he absolutely knows you. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think he was talking about me, but I love it. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna work on that. Uh so we'll drop that for you on Friday morning. Little uh talking about an old man's favorite music over the course old of his
0: man, life. Old man, don't
1: take a look at me now. Yeah. Little Cialis and Chains will uh, we'll call it maybe <laughs> as we uh, as we move through this. Nice. Beers. You got beers? I got beers. beers. What are we drinking today?
0: Um yeah, some of the beer that got brought to me I've never had from this brewery. So this is an English ale coming in at 5.3% from Lake on the Mountain Hmm. out of Picton, sort of Prince Edward County. Okay. So uh, as I said, English ale, about 5.3%. i am going to give this a poll and see see where it shakes loose. What do you have over there?
1: So I'm back to a brewery I've had a few things from lately. This is the Fenland Falls Brewing Company, but this is a new beer that I, uh, well, new to me anyway. This is their East Coast IPA. It is titled... East coast IPA, uh, yes, 5%. Which is, this is called English <laughs> ale. So right. We're two for two here. Exactly. With the creativity on the titles. Uh, yeah, 5%. They say, well, the description is everything you would expect from an East coast IPA, right? Kind of hazy, uh, whatever. So we'll see what that's all about. I've actually, I'll be, if I'm being honest in previous years, um, I've sort of been fairly indifferent to a lot of the stuff coming out of the Fenland Falls Brewing Company. It was okay, but not great. How old is the brewery? I don't know, five years. Yeah. Okay. But that, that to me is key. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think they're growing into themselves right, here exactly. a little bit, right? Figuring it out because a couple of the things that I've had now uh, from there over the last couple of weeks since I was in and picked up a bunch of things have been pretty nice. So kudos to them, man. A tip of the cap is they, like I said, it's, they grow into themselves, get a little more confident maybe in their recipes, whatever they got going on yeah. there. And well, I reserve well, the right to take it all back if this isn't a good beer.
0: Yeah. And I find that to be the case for me, Evergreen Right. When they first were open, I didn't really love anything they did. But then, yeah, I think they've got to a spot and they may be five or six years in. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But to me, they have totally got down what it is they do best and what works. They do a nice yeah, step. they lean into it. They're, yeah. And their IPAs, both East Coast and West Coast, really are, they do some good stuff over there. But this year, this uh, English ale from Lake on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Very nice. A little malty, sort of malt forward. Not not heavily carbonated. Right. Um, I would suggest that it may be something that you could uh you could take down in all seasons and, and, and really enjoy. Okay. I like it. It's yeah. nice so far.
1: On this day, Rob, in nineteen ninety three, this smash hit movie set an all time record for opening weekend um
0: 93? whatever they call it.
1: Sales or
0: yeah uh, blum, blum, blum. Uh, don't I, I'm, I'm uh but Pulp fiction That's a little older not isn't it? No yeah. no, I would okay. say it's right in that sort of mid that maybe even 94
1: 95. Jurassic Park.
0: ah uh, fuck I've never seen any of them.
1: You've never seen even the original? No because I know there's been like a hundred since yeah, then and then no, they're re- not
0: even the original.
1: I, uh, at the time, I remember we wanted badly to go and, uh, mom wouldn't let us, I said it was, you know, it'd be too scary or whatever it was. And, uh, in 93, at this point, I'm 10 years old. Ah, oh, yeah, too young, man. Yeah. But I do remember by the fall, maybe a little bit later than that, it's out on VHS and, uh, dad stops on the way home with us in the truck once runs in, picks up a copy and, and we did get to see it, but much later, um. I remember being more amused than scared. Very early on, there's a bunch of scientists digging through a giant mountain of dinosaur shit, which for a 10-year-old was hilarious, right? That that was maybe the most memorable thing the kids were talking about after they had uh, had seen it was the giant pile of dinosaur shit.
0: How big that pile was? Right. Is um, that one dinosaur? Or is that many exactly dinosaurs? Right.
1: yeah. And uh, what are you hoping to learn in there? But... Anyway, it was, um, at the time, man, I remember it, it being huge, right? It was, and it was one of those things that became like the McDonald's themed, whatever, the Happy yeah, yeah. Meals and all that. It's like one of those, uh, at the time, $502 million on opening weekend. Um, and that was the all time record for an opening weekend. That record is now held by Avatar, one of the Avengers movies oh. at something at 1.2 billion. Now, I don't know what that, you know, $93 to... Twenty twenty three dollars $23 yeah, is yeah. and how that all shakes loose. But uh, exactly it has true. obviously that been unseated a few times, but uh, yeah. By, by Vinny Jason, Aquaman? Obviously. <laughs> I'm surprised you hadn't seen it, man. It's just one of those ones that yeah. was so big at the time. And,
0: and I, I want to say the 90s were that period where I'm sort of in my 20s. And
1: Standing behind the theater drinking instead of going in and watching it? Oh, no.
0: I, I've, I've graduated now. I can go to bars now and mm. legally I don't need Could, to stand but... behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The
1: dumpster. I fit in better. The dumpster is so fine.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, – so none of the Jurassic Parks, none of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, no, but
1: those came significantly later.
0: Late 90s, I would say.
1: You, early 2000s. Any of the Star Warses?
0: Uh Four, five, six, one, two, and half of three. Okay. How about that? But none of the ones after that. So four of th- So th- that's, that's a new what hope. Order that, is, that is, that yeah. is the original 1977, okay. 78 one. Four, five, and six are.
1: Never seen any of them.
0: Really? That to me is way more fascinating than.
1: Than Jurassic Park. Than me Lord not seeing Jurassic or, Park. Yeah. Now
0: again, the original Star Wars came out and I was like six or seven. Yeah. And it was a phenomenon.
1: Right So there's a time when at you know, I, I obviously it came out before I was even around, right the originals. And so yeah. in the 80s or 90s, when you just as a kid see anything in like, yeah, that shitty production value you're like, fuck off, I'm not yeah. watching that, right. And Good then time for that by the time the new ones started to come out, I just wasn't that interested. and he so would yeah rule and for, probably, yeah. yeah, but it is interesting because as you know, For a time there, and I don't know that I'm totally past it, but I was a bit of a Star Trek nerd. So I don't know. I I know there's a tribal thing there that a lot of people get into. Like if you're into one, you're not into the other. I never really felt like that. But yeah, through kind of 10, 11, 12 uh, I was big into the next generation, right? And so it is interesting that if you're like sort of half into space stuff anyway, that you never would have checked out any of it. And I just, yeah, never did.
0: You so. wanted to get into one of those fantasy chambers or whatever those things were called. The right?
1: holodeck. The right?
0: holodecks, yeah.
1: exactly. I could have some fun with a holodeck.
0: You're going to get in there with uh, whoever the psychologist was.
1: Counselor Troy? Yeah. You no, see, he... it was always uh, Lieutenant Yar. Oh, the blonde. The blonde. The... Is, uh, uh, so
0: like... You strike me much more as a, uh, because Troy was buxom of both bottom and uh, breast.
1: True. Yeah. I, thought
0: I figured that to be way more in
1: your, okay in your wheelhouse. Wouldn't have turned her away from <laughs> my holodeck, <laughs> okay. but she wasn't the first invitation. <laughs> and I don't even need an invitation. You just make your own. I'm in mean my own <laughs> holodeck. I not <Right. man. laughs>
0: if you want to make your holodeck look bigger. Right. <laughs> trim one the one bush around it. A lot of it. things look
1: bigger <laughs> in there. Yeah. You wonder how, uh... anyway, let's talk about <laughs> We had a, a fairly important, Passing away in the world of sports last week, Rob. (sighs) Yeah? Yeah. Well, you got to help me out. The Iron Sheik.
0: Oh, I did hear that. Late, like on Friday.
1: Yeah, Thursday or Friday. um.
0: He and Nikolai Volkov. (laughs) Hey. of course. In the mid-80s, doing their sort of, uh, you got the... Middle Eastern guy. Yeah.
1: Hulk of Hulk Hogan. I, I your yeah.
0: And got the Paisley stuff going for him there.
1: Yeah, uh, the Iron Sheik. Had a second life online. There was some guys that helped him uh, run a Twitter account that was basically just like uh He'd take a quote or a song lyric or whatever and just turn it into, like, in good times and bad, go fuck yourself. Or, yeah, uh, I think
0: the, the final thing he put out was, fuck the wildfires.
1: Yes, exactly. And who can't relate to that? 100%, <laughs> so, man. The Iron Sheik, though, uh, I'll just dive in quickly. The is, Camel Clutch? Yep. The the guy who helped kick off Hulkamania. That's who Hulk Hogan beat in ni- January 1984, to win the championship for the first time, or the Iron Sheik was the champion. He was the champion. Now he's. This is. He's like from Toronto or something, isn't he? I think he's from Iran, no, uh, okay, and then but, settled in Toronto. Yeah, I believe. so
0: but I think he came through like Maple Leaf Wrestling. Yeah, for a
1: long time he, he did work in in Toronto. Was one he traveled around though, as was you know you used to do the the, the territories yeah. and, and whatever. But one of the ways that you have to, if you're thinking about booking a professional sport, right? Writing what you hope people will believe as a sport. Bob Backlund had been the champion from 78 to 83. And he was the most popular guy in that New York territory, that kind of early stage WWF. And you don't want Hulk Hogan to come in and beat him because now you have two good guys, right? Will people turn on Hogan for beating your longtime hero? Thunderlips? So you have, uh, you have what you call a transitional champion, a bad guy that wins the title from Backlund in dastardly fashion must have been a backdoor job. And, uh, and that happened in November or December of 83. And then in January of 84, Hogan is now the, the conquering hero there to avenge Bob Backlund, right? right? And it's a, a little storytelling. So anyway, just interesting that he is the, the bad guy that kicks off that whole Hulkamania, all American thing that, that, basically lasted the rest of the 80s, man. Is, See,
0: and and, and I, I give you lots of shots yeah. about the wrestling thing, mm-hmm. but sort of between 11 and I don't know, 14, 15, like if I was taking the bus, so my mom lived in Ottawa my dad and I lived in Peterborough. Right. And I'd be taking the bus back up and down the seven and I, I would often grab a magazine and you could get wrestling magazines yep. and they would have all, oh, the, all the rankings. <laughs> sure. and, you know, from the different uh, circuits, like there was still... All
1: these, all the these territories. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so you're sort of going back. And you're like, bah. Like I don't know who these Von Eric guys are, <laughs> but they, if they're not in the WWF, they're not. They're not legit, right? Right, and so yeah, and I, because I,
1: that's the TV we got here. We didn't get, yeah, of course, the Minnesota territory or the Texas territory with the Von right, Erics or, 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 or,
0: or those, whatever. or the Carolinas. Yeah, right, big yeah. in the Carolinas, and so. That's right, man. You had like because Kurt Henning was 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 down there. Like there was all these mm-hmm. people that came from those places, right? And so, anyways, they uh, you're be, you're better with me with the '80s in that era yeah. for sure. You are right yeah. in terms of of what's gonna what's gonna really work because that whole Maple Leaf wrestling and some Stampede <laughs> wrestling, like yep. a bit of those two, sure, right? You know, Abdullah the Butcher and Dino Bravo and all that. Like that to me is when Roddy Piper was there, Fucking like that, right, that to me is, is, is sort of when I was like, Ooh, I don't know what this is all about."
1: <laughs> and every, you know, whether it's a comic book or a movie or a TV show, whatever, every hero needs a villain. And, uh, the Iron Sheik was, was Hulk Hogan's first, uh, yeah. first villain. So. Well,
0: and like I said, when they, when he teamed up with, they were, they were briefly the tag team champions yeah. as these sort of, you know, these Enemies of the state, or I can't remember what they were. What well, they
1: were called. And he circles back around in like ninety ninety one when Kuwait and the first Gulf War are going on. It's like well, he's not from Iraq. Yeah, well, it's close enough. Let's get him back in the r- the coal country is feeling xenophobic right now. Let's he's get wearing a-
0: that Yasser Arafat
1: <laughs> hat. You know, let's get yeah. an Arab or two out here to yeah, hate. You
0: know, him. people. Do- <laughs> hey, man, if you're expecting most Americans to to know the difference, that was between- his whole point.
1: Like someone. You know, as a... Uh, uh, oh, that guy's from Bahrain. That guy's... Uh, come on, man. There was a, a Persian guy on Twitter who put up a thing that... Um, he's like, the Iron Sheik... You know, everybody's putting these tributes on Twitter. He's like, uh, the Iron Sheik taught me at a very young age how to make Americans hate me. <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's useful information. <laughs> but, like, I guess it's a matter of perspective, right? Like, that guy to some uh, Arab, Amer- or Arab Americans or just Arabs... Was uh one of the only representatives on TV? Now, yes, he was playing a villain, but there he was in popular culture, and maybe they related to him. I have no idea. Well, I like
0: his. He, he had the boots with the little curled toe. Like, of course, Like, yeah. <laughs> or, like a,
1: Something you're going anything s- you could do to make it more yeah. stereotypical. Well, and if you
0: thought he if he if he, if he was from Iran, yeah. Well, and Iranians don't even see themselves as Arabs.
1: No. They're not Arabs. But like I said, he's close enough. I know, I I know. As far as we know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and that's that's how far the world has come in 40 years, people.
1: Has it, though? Yeah, no, I
0: was (laughs) was just going to say, I left that open like uh, you can figure that out or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where do you want to start, man? There's a bunch of different hockey notes here. I got one or two little things on the UFC we can get to. Why don't we kick it off? You're talking a little bit about the Jays. They've lost so far two or three to Minnesota, but that wasn't really... The big story of the week. The week kicked off with Alec Manoa being sent down. We then fumbled through another five days of, of Anthony Bass bullshit. Uh, I don't know, man. The floor is yours. Which of those do you want to start with?
0: Well, the Bass thing is quick and easy. That He's an idiot. Well, and, and the Jays have sort of shown their ignorance a bit. A bit. Like you had the opportunity last week when we talked about it. To just wave the guy or do whatever you need to send him down for blank. And instead they wait till Pride Weekend. And then they send him down saying this is mostly a baseball decision. And you're like such bullshit. <laughs> like
1: That apparently is about avoiding a PA objection, right? Or uh the players association saying to you, you can't get rid of somebody because of their political beliefs. Fine, his numbers suck. There you go. And they do. So, right. he's out. And but maybe it's not just that. Like they defended him multiple times. So the first time Ross Adkins comes out and says, "Well, we believed his apology, which we covered last week that which we wrote, you're not yeah, you're not really the guy that he needs to convince." Um and then early this past week, they they give him a chance in friendly media owned by the same company to come out and clear up his thoughts. And instead he doubles down. And then Ross Atkins comes out and on Thursday and has a presser that says, you know, we really believe in this guy. We think he's going to make an effort, all these sorts of things. Um, You know, it's not as bad as it looks. And Bass comes out about 15 minutes later and triples down going, no, actually I still believe everything about it. I just agree. I shouldn't have posted it. You're like, oh, a swing and a fucking miss, right? And you just made Ross look to... And so the next day, they're just like, fuck, whatever, we'll wave him. Because also, it had come out, they were going to have him catch the first pitch on Pride Night on Friday. And apparently, that had sort of been the idea of whoever was going to throw the first pitch, like, this will be a signal that we're, you know, willing to forgive, and it'll be a nice moment. But the organization needed to recognize that that was going to go terribly Right, And they eventually on Friday just, yeah, like we're out, we're done with this. and But they like could not have been any more tone deaf all the way through it, man.
0: Yeah, him or the organization? Both. Yeah. Well, and as you suggest, there's other pressures there, right, in terms of, all right, what can we do to rehabilitate this? Nope. Nope. He's telling you, he doesn't. Yeah.
1: Feel he needs to be rehabilitated.
0: Yeah. And so then you just sort of go, okay, well, I guess we'll, uh, we've tried and uh, down you go.
1: Away you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: And away you go. And, and so you had to find some way to make it as palatable as possible to the PA or, or whatever it may be. But to me, his, his, his play alone is, is not good. Yeah.
1: You can't suck at your job and be a distraction to the organization and expect to hang around.
0: Is that, is that true? That is true. Okay. Notice.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Coming from TCAHR.
0: Yeah. there you go. Well, and not only that. Monday. Monday's a new oh, week, man. Yeah. Monday's a new week, and so we're here to go.
1: Uh, it, it just could not have been bungled. And he, and like when you announce that he's going to catch that first pitch, like you're putting the onus now on the LGBT community to forgive and forget. Like, look, we're pushing them yeah. out here in front of you he's trying, but he's not trying he's, not he's trying. three times he said, yeah no, fuck these people is basically his stance and so no the onus has to be on him and on the organization to not make pride weekend about Anthony bass's a whether it is his I think I said on here if he had been clearly out there making sincere apologies he did yep. meet with the head of pride if he was taking advantage of chances to be uh educated whatever you want to call it then maybe it would be a way to show a sincere effort it was his idea i want to be a part of this i'm sorry for what i've done maybe but he didn't do any of that and so no you don't shove him down these people's throats yeah on the one weekend a year you acknowledge their existence
0: well and 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 last year the uh it was a night. I'm not sure if they did a weekend last year, but it was certainly a Friday night game. It
1: sure seemed even this time, like it was mostly about Friday.
0: And but it, had... it was a huge success though last year. I, I, I can't, we'll wait yeah. and see how it shakes out from from this year, but it, by all accounts, um, knowing people who were there, they said fabulous. Yeah. And I don't know why I chose that. I word. don't
1: know why you chose that word either.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, a good time was had, right? By, by all, right? And so- um, Yeah, I I think it's an easy move and it's a no-brainer and it probably comes seven days too late.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you're getting sent out for Mitch White to come up, who was getting just smashed around in the minors, like they weren't itching to call up Mitch White. Okay,
0: wait, you're sucking at four or five inning stints. How about we
1: just drop you down to one inning stint? Oh, you're still getting hammered, bringing in the Mitch White flag, waving the
0: Mitch White flag on this game. (laughs) Yeah, and that game on Saturday and you're like, it's five three, if, and you're bringing in Mitchell. It feels like you've given up. Oh wait, there's a three run homer. Yeah. Yes, we have given we, like up. I said, man, it the, seemed very tight that's for you to White flag. For you to say, yeah, this game. We're is... Bringing in the gas can, game, yeah, we're burning it all down. Exactly, <laughs> gas can grilling. Where's he at? <laughs> yeah. um, Where instead, it? It, instead, it's it's you know, and there's a bunch there. I don't have a lot of faith in Simber. I don't have a lot of faith in. Well, Meza. that Saturday
1: game was a disaster. Like Bowden Francis was there to sort of be your innings eater but like he was starting to ha- like he was starting to get hit the fastball already had dropped like 2 miles an hour i get why people were mad that they pulled him in favor of adam simber because simber wasn't the guy but if you had left him in there and he gives up that home run now you're mad that you know, you left him in too long, and he's not a major league yeah, it's, caliber guy. It's
0: not guy. a win-win situation, right?
1: But they didn't have many options, right? Like their top guys had all pitched on a couple straight days, and the 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 real the real crime on that Saturday game was that as soon as Simbers struggling, you didn't get Romano up, like, and ask him, "Sorry, you're going to have to make a, a five out save tonight, or or whatever it is." Yep, they just let him go and burn the fucking house down, and not good, man. Well, and and the thing is.
0: You came off of, and and I know we'll touch on, we'll lead into Manoa with this. You came out of that Houston series where Manoa gets the absolute flamethrower put to him in game one, right? One-third of an inning, seven seven runs allowed. Just atrocious. Then you come back and you win three games, which were... You know, three two, three two, four three, whatever it kind was. They were all the sort of come from behind. It was equal parts luck, yep. but you are still you are still squandering ten plus double digits in terms of runners and scoring position. Like it's a bit of a mirage that three out a four from Houston.
1: And it they, did get you back on pace, I think, to 90-91 wins, and now you've pissed that back away, and you're sort like with this series against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, it was just, now four one. Yeah. In the fourth or the fifth, whatever we are yeah. for the Twins, and and you are looking at the it's it's the way they're losing games, right? You are you you're in a position on Friday night against the Twins to, to you have the man at second and third with Springer and Espinal, nobody out, mm-hmm. and I get you're facing a guy who can throw hundred and four point eight,
1: yeah, fucking, you need wrong, to make think,
0: contact. Yeah. You got three guys, and you're talking about Bachet. Guerrero Belt Chapman Like these are the four guys And you're going I just need Somebody To the, One of the first two guys To get Something And I don't care if Hard contact Into a glove I, Not
1: <laughs> Means shit You have squandered You are us Well it's you, funny though Like it's gotta be Bo Cause Vladdy is hitting Like not, for a while It was just below Vlad numbers Now it's below average numbers. And lots of strikeouts. And Chapman is hitting like a pitcher since May 5th, like in the 100s. It's been awful. And it looked great that Belt was suddenly now moved into the the cleanup spot where clearly they had hoped he would be able to get to. But then he comes up lame with a hamstring thing that doesn't look too bad, but he's out of the lineup right now. Like it is thin.
0: And even with him there... He draws a lot of walks. Yeah, right. And just so, and if you're looking for somebody in that four spot, you're looking for somebody who can. Who
1: well, I'm can, putting them there ahead of Chapman right now. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, if that's what you're leaning on, it's just the rotation largely has been stellar, yeah, and they can't hit, and I, I did not go into this season thinking that was going to be right the issue, and and, and,
0: and so when you look at the way, as soon as they didn't get anything out of that ninth inning when you had second and third with nobody out, do you know they're going to lose? Then it rolls into the debacle on the Saturday that we just touched on. It's the way they're, A, not scoring runs, and just the way they're losing is disheartening.
1: Yeah. Well, and against Minnesota, who's leading that division at 31 and 32, like you're supposed to be better than these guys. 33
0: right? and 32 now. Yeah. Into wow. game. Yeah. So that to me is, as somebody who it's, I find it, I no longer look to them, to go, okay, that, that really, you know, anything within three runs is easily, you know, overtaken in an inning with this w- roster. It's yeah, not. Not anymore. I, I am no. not feeling, I'm not, I, I feel like at four or nothing today in the first inning, <laughs> you're like that game's over. Whether that proves to be true or yeah, not, yeah. it certainly is. I, I had no belief that this team wouldn't be able to score enough runs. The, all the questions were, is the bullpen good enough? Yeah. And what's going to happen with uh, Barrios and Kikuchi?
1: Who have that, been largely fine, which is well, interesting Well, for, too, for guys
0: in your 4-5 spot? Yeah. Perfect.
1: Uh, you mentioned Manoa, who has not been fine. He's now not sent to Buffalo, not sent to A or single. Like he's right down to the Florida Complex League. To, to the be, lab. To basically be rebuilt. I take... A little bit of of issue with the way you describe his outing on Monday because the one is like a a perfect kind of bunt up the line right like a right to third that if Chapman gets to maybe that guy ends up out there's an error by Vladdy at first base like he had it, the, like he should have been out of that first inning and then the wheels came off and this guy is clearly not in a place where he's able to recover from that right now yeah. and you wonder if he gets out of that first inning at 2 nothing instead of whatever it might have been can he he has sort of battled through some inning or some games here where he still manages to go 5 keep you close yep. it's not pretty but he hangs around and then he gets Minnesota on Saturday who isn't supposed to be a strong lineup like he's not been good and i think eventually this was probably going to come but it is interesting to think that you know a bounce or two the other way on monday and maybe he's still here this weekend making that start and it's just the way it imploded around him after a couple things didn't go his way that they had to clearly, they don't want him to just go to Buffalo and work on, you know, getting a little bit of confidence back. They clearly think you got to go all the way down and we got to work through some technical things here. And like, depending on who you read, there's some talk that you may not see him again this season, right? Like depending on how long this takes, sometimes, you know, maybe he goes down there and it takes two months and he's sort of back before the trade deadline. Um, this team looks a lot different without your day one star, the guy you thought was going to be your ace this year. Yeah, and
0: yeah, and in full disclosure, i I was still eating dinner. Hmm. I asked the assistant, "I'm like, hey, score in the Blue Jays game, You're Right. seven zip, top
1: of the first. I'm like, okay, so I guess I, I'll watch the hockey game. Tonight. Yeah, I didn't see,
0: <laughs> I didn't see that first. So yeah, I was some looking,
1: bad breaks there. I
0: was looking at the
1: numbers before the house. But they needed there.
0: to send that guy down because there's no saying you let him out of the first inning at 2-0, that it's not
1: imploding in the second. Like sure. It's not like it's a But game. now we're into a whole game of what if and
0: Yep, for sure we are. But to me, that guy should have gone down at least a week before. Like to me, the Jays, again, look at the Bass decision. They're late on, on some of these decisions.
1: Yeah.
0: He's not getting it done, hasn't largely outside of maybe one start. He hasn't had it. No. He hasn't had it. And and then now you see, you can clearly see him from week to week to week in his post games where he's pitched. Guy's got no confidence. No,
1: he's beaten down. Completely he's feeling rattled. it.
0: Completely rattled. And this is a guy who that was part of his calling card. Yeah. Aggressive. Are you an asshole out there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. bulldog. Either leading the league in, in hit batters in the last two years because he doesn't mind throwing inside. Yep. And his natural action sort of to right-handers, yeah, you're going to, there's a lot of stuff that fades up and in. And so, but he's, he's, he's that big intimidating guy and you're like, I love that about him, but he doesn't have any of that.
1: No. And and like I was listening to uh, our buddy Arden Zwelling on, uh, at the letters and their podcast this week, talk about, you know, some of the numbers they've dove deep on, like talk, a lot of people talking about the pitch clock and is it affecting his fitness? Well, his, his biggest issues are with the first batter of each inning. Those right. are where it's not so it's he hasn't even had time to get, to get tired yet. Like yeah. it's an easy thing and maybe it's part of it, but it's that's clearly not the biggest issue. There's something wrong technically and this is gonna be interesting to watch because even here in Toronto and it happens in every organization, you've seen Halliday, you've seen Romero go back down, get rebuilt and come up that's and be fine. Yeah man, the cologne and <laughs> Eau de Chassine or whatever it was called but you've seen guys have to go all the way back down get rebuilt, figure it out and make their way back up and that could happen but there's also guys that go down and you just never hear from them again like baseball is a funny business, sports in general but like once you've sort of lost it and then you've lost your confidence maybe it doesn't come back maybe he is never that number one guy again and I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but that is every bit as on the table right now as the Roy Halliday redemption story, right? Yeah.
0: And it was interesting. I can't remember who I was reading sort of last week when somebody brought that up and and they were saying, Yeah, the the difference with Halliday is he hadn't had the breakthrough at the major league. No, he opener.
1: wasn't already an ace and a playoff game one starter and right. a home opener. He starter. was not
0: that before he got sent no, down to that's sort right. of
1: totally retool. And So what a mind fuck that would be. Yeah. I'm back in the lowest possible. Facing 18 and 19 year olds that have just been drafted out of Venezuela, or you're
0: Larry Walkers who just played hockey and have never really played baseball <laughs> before. Um, but yeah, that that it's it's closer to Ricky Romero. So those who want to say, yeah, but look at look at Doc. Doc went down and yeah. came back, and
1: it's not the same.
0: Threw a complete, gift, you know, perfect game and did Cy Youngs and yada yada. Yeah, it's closer to Ricky Romero who had some physical issues when he went down Mm -hmm. too, but Ricky Romero was never Ricky Romero again. Nope. And so that is what you have to now. Manoa doesn't have the physical ailments. I think he may have some delivery issues. Yeah, Right. So in terms of the physical side, but man, it's, it's a, it's a nasty combo of that confidence on the mental side, which is really fucked. Like if you're up there and, and, uh, Schneider, I think was saying, he's like, yeah, he's up there hoping, hoping for outs or hoping for strikes. Right. And trying to place that ball, you're just going to get hammered. Right. So I I thought it was a good idea to send him down, let him work on it in a, in a, in a different situation. Cause he, he's, we've, we've seen over the past, well, two months that he's, he's the positives you see him making in between starts is not translating into actual results in game.
1: Yeah, like everybody's saying, his you no, know, his his side sessions have been great, his bullpens have been great, is and then he gets out there and it just it's Where's not that there. At? It's not there. So uh, we'll see. That's going to be an interesting story and an important story. And and one of the things uh, I actually traded a few messages uh, with our buddy Scott MacArthur this past week, and we were more so talking about Anthony Bass. But you know, his point is well founded. that Maybe one of the reasons they were hanging on to Bass and were so reluctant to send down Manoa is. This management group's been here since 2016, Ross Adkins since 2017. And they ain't, they haven't done shit to bring you pitching depth. Right? Like they've developed obviously some some good players, they've made some good trades. But where's even the middling starter in the rotation? Like the number 4 guy that is our guy that we drafted and developed. Like you traded or you traded for Barrios, you signed Kikuchi. No, it's you it's signed Bassett. Yeah, exactly. You you know, it, Again, Gosman is a free agent signing. So Manoa is the only guy and he's now down in the minor. Same thing in the bullpen. There's not much there that, that you drafted and developed. And that's a stain on this management group who you and I both at one point were quite cold on, kind of warmed up to with the way they s- rebuilt and, and started spending some money. But there's no depth in either the bullpen or the rotation. And that's entirely on this management
0: group. Well, if you so. look at what we just saw last week with Houston. Like, I, I think they said they have, they are in second in that division, close to a wild card spot, uh, much easier division. I, I get it.
1: That's why it was important to win that series because that's going to be the tie break if you yeah. two are fighting for that wild
0: yeah, card. Yeah, no spot. more, no more playing games. No. Um, but they have a pitching rotation of 13 million bucks, I think, between their five guys. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. Yeah, in terms they're of, dealing with some, yeah. and they have young guys and they're working through that. Yeah. but. To me, there is no young guys here, just nope. to your point.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's move on and talk briefly because I know neither one of us are in a really strong position to talk about I, MLS. I, I beg to differ. Uh, Lionel Messi. Oh, sorry. I'm totally out. Is uh, is headed to Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami CF, too. What are you doing? I sort of understand Cold that all these, all these North American teams want to make themselves sound like club to club football. teams in your and that's it like if you were to enter miami fc i'd go all right like cf i, I don't know what you're even trying to do there uh, well it's
0: like you're in ottawa with atletico
1: yeah but at least you know who owns that Yep, for, it makes a little bit of sense and maybe they're playing to i don't know any spanish like are they playing to their cuban population down there or i i don't even know but this is a about as big of a name as there is in soccer coming to MLS. We've seen it years ago with... Uh, David Beckham? No. Well, yeah. When with, he came to Galaxy? the LA Galaxy, yeah. But long before that, was it the Pelé? US? Yeah, was it the US?
0: He was FL, playing or... New York... Cosmos.
1: But he was spent, right? Like, by yeah, then course, he yeah. was done. Yeah, yeah. Messi is getting there, but he's still got some game left, and he apparently turned down like... A billion dollars. Yeah. From the Bonesaw League there in Saudi Arabia and to come to, and apparently like Apple TV who owns their TV rights, the league itself, like there was a bunch of people splitting the cost of getting messy because it's good for the league. All kinds of people across MLS, like all the teams, their Miami games are now instantly sold out and the secondary market has gone through the roof. Like you and I aren't guys that are lining up to see him come to Toronto or whatever. 100%. But but this has apparently already made an impact. And just in the 24 hours after he signed in Miami, that team's Instagram page gained 4.2 million followers. Yeah. It is now the most followed uh, North American sports franchise on that platform. More than any NFL team, Suck NBA, um, all of it. And I, I wonder... like neither one of us are any more likely to sit down and watch an MLS game tomorrow Zero. than we were before. But like, is it reasonable to assume that this will, is this just exciting for soccer fans that are already here? Or is there a chance that this will help grow the league?
0: Well, as you said, it is comparable to Pele. I want to say it was Cosmos. Um, It puts the league even further. Now, now that I say that, it, the league is much more established they're than, on that, come, than yeah. that one was. Yes. But it's it's where it benefits Inter-Miami versus where it benefits MLS. I think MLS as a whole really stands to benefit incrementally more than Inter-Miami. Right. I know, you, as you said, they're now the most followed and their games are sold out. But there's only so much that they can reap the benefits of. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when Messi rolls into Toronto, if that game wasn't sold out already, guess what? It's jacked up through the roof in terms of the secondary market. The people who tend, who are going to benefit from it are likely the teams not in Miami. I would suggest those were the guys who stand to make the most. So they should all be kicking in and paying part of Messi. Because if there isn't somebody coming off of a World Cup gold, you know, championship, Who's now showed up? Who was the MVP, I believe, of of the World Cup? Like he is in the in the back nine of his career, sure. But he is still the biggest name in soccer, and yeah. he's now playing in the MLS.
1: Yeah, like this is going to be huge, as you said, for for Kansas City, right? For Colorado, yeah. For anybody, right? That is going to have this guy come in and play there. Uh, a couple more sold out dates. I did read a couple people who know far more about this, which doesn't take much uh, than I do, suggesting this would be the time for the league to pounce. You've got some attention right now. See, like maybe soften, you know, those cap rules that you have a little bit, maybe spread some money around and see who else you can get to jump right now, right? And see if you can kind of capitalize on that hype and get a couple more of these big names to come over. And they are strict and it's an interesting system they have, like the cap is sort of controlled- by the league yeah. and the only like the money is all controlled by the league as opposed to by the individual teams, which is interesting, but it does mean you can kind of tweak as you go a little bit more if you want to. And they have done that in the past. Um, the TFC just brought over a couple of big Italian names here. And just before this season, it hasn't exactly panned out. That's been a disaster this year, but maybe this is a time where Hey, look, Messi just came and see, see what other big names might be willing to go. Yeah. I could see myself playing in LA or New York or, or whatever. And, 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 you know, if you throw enough money at it, maybe this is a chance on top of the messy thing to take a step forward.
0: I I completely agree with you, but the money is still so big. Unless, unless you are loosening those cap. You'd those have strengths. to be, you'd have to be. The, in terms of the money made in Europe between the yeah. five big leagues over there, it's, it's, you'd have to, I, and so again, I don't know what Messi is, is making, but there's got to be sponsors. Well, it is
1: interesting to hear, that's right, that your TV deal and your whatever are all kicking in to make this happen because they know it's good. It's not just the league, it's not just the team.
0: Right, which is which is an absolute cap convention. Of course it is. And so, heads up, MLS- But as you suggest-
1: Maybe can't, you, you called the rest of the league and everybody said, yep, yeah, bring that guy in. Like it's going to be good for <laughs> I'm business. willing
0: to use a couple million of my cap space because I know.
1: Well, maybe not my cap space, but my dollars. I, I, just, yeah, to just, yeah, to sell those tickets. Yeah,
0: to sell those tickets, which means beer sales, which means uh, everything, everything goes ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 exponentially up, right? So the, as I said, I, I firmly believe the league itself benefits yes. greatest from his presence. But in terms of does this start a rush? Unless you are willing to and uh, have other clubs circumnavigate the cap like Inter-Miami is clearly doing. Yeah. Because I don't know how you put turn down a billion to take whatever. Like even if you look at Beckham's 25 mil, yeah. which is what he signed four years, 25 million, way back in the day. Yep. I don't know how this works, how you can compare. You go, You're going to have to get hey, closer. You know what? That billion, <laughs> that billion dollars. Nah, I'm going to go over here because the chicks is hot.
1: In South Florida. Can't wait to get to Fort Lauderdale. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I I, I I have a bunch of questions, but I think there's a bunch of people at, at the MLS who are just going rubbing their mitts like, yes, guy.
1: Yep. This is good for me. Agreed, man. Speaking of leagues with funky caps and, and maybe doing their best to gain attention wherever they can, the CFL fired up this past weekend. I would suggest to the uh, the good listener, if you haven't had a chance, go back and check out episode 1125 GM of the Red Black, Sean Burke was in here, had an interesting chat with him and uh, interesting guy, not a, you know, I, I was hoping to talk a little bit more about his time in Oshawa with him, but he, he kind of grazed right over. That's a lot of people well, do. For I For
0: sure, I, man, yeah. two years is enough. Baby. Yeah. Right I'm right out of here. Is.
1: So uh, that is episode 1125 at com or wherever you're hearing us right now. Go back and check that out. But Hey, just quickly, mm-hmm.
0: saw a picture. I was out, I was out visiting my mom a, a week ago. Came across a photo. I don't know where it was. I was out someplace and I am wearing a, like a dark pink long sleeve Varney t-shirt. Wow. This is sort of 89, yeah. 90 probably. Okay. So it's like a, an aggressive salmon. I want to yes. call it. Yep. Long sleeve. Winterberry. Long sleeve <laughs> Varnay, and, and on my head, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing a, a green starter Rough Riders cap. What which a mean, look. Which honestly you're like who the fuck told that guy <laughs> that dark pink and that rider green starter cap was a good The 80s was a crazy time, Oh man. my god, man. <laughs> and I'm like, "Mom, can we just rip that up? That is terrible."
1: Not it, until it's made its way onto the Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: anyways, it, it was your weird caps. That's my as uh, somebody who was born in southern Saskatchewan. Right. Had a little bit of uh rider, green rider allegiance for a bit, but <laughs> man, I don't know what I was thinking in that day, but carry on back to you, man.
1: Thank you. I'm glad you uh, took us on that little, uh, I'd like to see this photo, to be honest with you. Uh, look, it, it, it was an interesting weekend. I didn't watch all of it. I did watch the, uh, the Ottawa game. Yeah. It looked a lot like last year, man. man oh man. The great defense and Louis Ward. And that was about it. Right. Out there. Uh, Kicking field goals for us. It Nick wasn't Arbuckle. a great game. Yeah, Nick Arbuckle. I Buckle up,
0: Calgary. We're coming for you.
1: Yeah, we'll see them Thursday. Then there's an off week, and I think you're kind of hoping that by week four, it's Jeremiah Masoli back under center. Uh, I don't know. They played all right, but yeah, it, it, it to me, it looked an awful lot like the same things we saw last year, which was... Not supposed to be what happened here, right? They they turned over a lot of the roster. Yeah. And, Well, it's man. a lot
0: to still like. Sure. Except for the 19 for 35 and 175 well, yards. Whatever with it was
1: four or five turnovers.
0: Zero TDs, three yeah. interceptions. Yeah. And you're like, that's a fucking horrible stat line.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, you try and be reasonable. They're still without, nope, their starting QB. I no, I know. But. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be patient a whole lot longer, no, right? Especially when this is Montreal. That's, That's a team you're supposed to get ahead. You got to
0: beat those guys. Yeah. And and then you and and sadly for Ottawa, it's not like they had Calgary at home first. All the hype of the preseason and ready right. to go, we're doing this, we're doing this. No, you have the home opener the week after you had fresh warm loaf in your bed. <laughs> Against against Montreal, and now you got to you got to roll into the home opener. Fucking worst case scenario.
1: Yeah, and your crowd's already like, here we go again, right? It's it's it was bad. Um, the one game I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at that was the most interesting for me was Winnipeg Hamilton, where
0: 31 like or it was
1: just... yeah, but at half it was like thirty one to four. The Bombers just blowing the doors yeah. off Hamilton, and I flipped that one going. We're done here, right? I have no time for that. And by the time, yeah, the the fourth quarter's winding down, I circle back and and Hamilton's right there within ten. So I don't know what the uh, the Beau Levi Mitchell era is going to look like in Hamilton, but it was a bit of a shootout. But just sort of they each took a half as opposed to going back and forth, right? So I don't know how discouraged I'd be if I was Hamilton, but Winnipeg at this point. Um, maybe let their guard down in the second yep. half, but still maybe looks like the class of, of the league again this year.
0: That's that scoreboard sort of run of play kind of thing, yeah. right? I, you, you sort of have to go with the first half when yeah. you go. If I if I want to wonder which side of that half is, is the real deal, I'm leaning more towards the first half.
1: I think you're probably right.
0: But that 25-15 um, BC Calgary game mm-hmm. in, in the season opener,
1: yep.
0: followed by the... 1912, whatever it is, like that 42-31 score, that.
1: give be that, more of that.
0: That's what the CFL used to be. Yep. And, and I'm not sure if the question is, uh, has sort of, we're at a historic lull in terms of quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. It just seems to be scoring is down and this is anecdotal. I'm not going to bring any hard facts here, but it really, look at those three, those three games mm-hmm. that we've seen now you will all have seen Saskatchewan, Edmonton by the time this show gets yeah, released. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Uh, but those are probably two bad teams. <laughs> so I, I, I can really only, it's going to be a super high score or super low.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Scoring seems down, right? When you look around at at the quarterbacks and you're like, I don't know what's happening here, right? It just, it's, the, the league is, is sort of in a spot where it's, you got to do something, man. You got to move. You got to show me, and not just me, I think there's a lot of people, but saying, mainly me. Well, I'm the one that really <laughs> I care about. Yeah, everyone else, Yeah. you know, it's fine, right? Opinions, sure. But this is this is where it's at, right? Like this league to me, you could not if if you're in Ottawa, and we'll we'll double back to your, yeah, yeah. This is this is a worst case scenario in terms of Nick Arbuckle coming back, and you're like, yeah, okay, but now he's. He's not under the La police system, and and clearly Lapo had no faith in him. And
1: yeah, he's got a fresh, start fresh start,
0: here. fresh start, and the Kahari Jones yep. regime is here. And you've had a full preseason, and you've got this all down. Yet, you still have virtually more interceptions than completions. And Oof. yeah, exaggerating. Yeah, but it still seems that's the way it feels. Right, like I watched
1: part of the. They just couldn't get going. Man. Part
0: they of the just... second quarter, part of the third quarter, into the early fourth, and you're like, okay, they put a little drive together, they had a little something going, and then he throws that fucking interception into double coverage, like a like a.
1: Yeah, then in the fourth, the, the right? Big, yeah, and the big yeah. bomb, and yeah. you're like,
0: what are you doing, forcing that ball into that? Right. Like I went to see fourteen year old girls flag football, where the where the quarterback never looks anybody off. <laughs> And you're like, she's just, she's, I'm looking, I'm looking right at that guy. That's my girl right there. I'm going to yeah. throw, I'm going to throw. And then you're like, psh, oh, it got picked I off. I can't
1: believe that. Yeah, I can't
0: believe. And he, like a 14-year-old DBs, looking and go, all right, they're not looking anywhere else. Guess where the ball's going? <laughs> Nick Arbuckle. Yeah. I'm talking to you.
1: Rough. 14-year-old girl. Is it wrong? No. Uh... Well, I guess right. No, I, I, you're not wrong because you are, You've you've selected him. I don't want to judge these guys until I see Masoli. And I wonder, the O line looked better. The O line did look better. The D looked great as Although it did most the last five year, years.
0: Rush 35 yards rushing. It's, yeah. It's, it's,
1: it's... Well, when you're not afraid of the passing game, like they're just gonna
0: stack the box,
1: right? So I, I just I wonder too, though, about Masoli. Like what version are you getting him he obviously didn't have a full camp the way he would have wanted to have like i think most of us assumed when this happened last year he's gone for the year but he'll be back for training camp and everything will be fine and he got you know there was some complications there there was some infection issues as berkey told us there last week it took him a lot longer to get back and so now you wonder when you do get him back what version of him are you getting and so i'm a little concerned about that but I don't really want to get too worked up until I see them yep. with him and it, and under center.
0: And it does work out. He was through parts of, of the preseason. He was taking Sure, you know, he snaps was practicing. With, yep. and, and with the first unit. Yep. And you go, okay, we got Montreal, which we should beat. Yes. Then there's Calgary and a home opener in Calgary. You know, no Bo Levi. It's, it's going to be a slightly downgraded team. And then we have the bye. So they have this opportunity to go, if we can go one and if you one,
1: can get to one and one here
0: in in the first two games, have that buy you. Will, you will give yourself three weeks, yeah, and and then you start with Masoli fresh, sort of in week four, and you and you see where we're at. But man, you lose to Calgary in the home opener. Yeah. you're close. You're close to a death spiral. I, I know you have 16 games left, but man, that is not good.
1: I guess we'll have to wait and hope that <laughs> the East is shit again.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a and given. That,
1: and that's on the table. Yeah, for sure.
0: Ottawa needs to muscle up and, and they really, I can only speak for me, but I know there is a, a section of the fan base here in Ottawa that says, show me.
1: 100%.
0: You got to show me, man, because we have seen underwhelming results well, for the past two years, straddling the pandemic, right?
1: Uh, underwhelming Results, straddling the pandemic. You see, uh, former president Trump's got himself into a little trouble. He's been (laughs) indicted again in Florida. Uh, The only thing I really wanted to touch on with this was just the description of how they found these documents. He's got boxes in a shower at the resort and, um, you know, one up on a stage at a ballroom and just tucked away in his office. Like just, they made it, there was a picture, I guess, of one of the boxes just tipped over with documents <laughs> spilling out, like it reminds you probably of Sean Burke's Durham College, res- like dorm room, right? Just shit all over the place, yeah. And you're just like, the the description of these documents, man, are nuclear secrets and capabilities of our allies and our enemies and what? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm fucking keeping that. <laughs> like
0: it One's just- got a ring from a coffee stain on it, right. and like. What is happening here? And I
1: guess there's a tape of him being like, hey, this is classified. But look at this. Like, look how crazy this is. And you're like, I've never seen a president more willing to admit on video. This is me committing crimes. Let's commit some crimes together while I record myself committing crimes. (laughs) We're criming. Yeah. But you know what? It's not going to fucking prevent him from
0: being the Republican candidate. No,
1: I know. And he's going to skate. Well, I, I don't think this guy's going to. Cha- I think everything out there says what we've always known. That guy's a fucking crook, and yet he's got Secret Service protection for life. Are they really going to put him in prison with the Secret it, Service agent? Right. And <laughs> will this? And with this, as you just alluded to, did that change the mind of a single Trump voter? Not a chance. There's like, well, he probably deserved to have them. Like, planted. Yeah, bu- it was planted. <laughs>
0: He didn't do that. They put that shit there.
1: Boxes stacked around the house of.
0: I love the, in the, in in an unused shower.
1: Yeah. And in a bathroom that like, look, every guy knows the launch codes when he's sitting on the to drop bombs, right? Like you don't need them written out in front of you. (laughs) They're good to go. They're good to go. Man. it, It just was wild to see this come out. And like some of it, like I'm reading and I'm like, that's chilling. But there's a party that's also like this is ridiculous that we've even gotten this far. Like you can't, you can't have nuclear secrets tucked under the barbecue and on the patio. Right? Like,
0: yeah, for easy reading while you're yeah. you know someone's got to soak up that sausage grease as it rolls down through the. I haven't put the little foil <laughs>
1: here. Pan take in Japan's there. defense capabilities. Exactly. Wipe your ass with that and the
0: correspondence. <laughs> yeah, I, I. And the thing is, I and I can only imagine as entrenched as they are in, in the States, but this does zero to move the needle for anybody. Those who thought he was a crook. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Those who, who, who support him plant.
1: Yeah. Right. It's just, it's. They've it's, weaponized the uh, department of justice. Stop.
0: Right. And you've become, most people in between have just become numb to all of it. And you're like, what does this mean? They're just, Stop giving me. He's been indicted. He's been charged. He's ind- <laughs> well. Apparently, there is
1: more to come. Like he's yeah. been charged in New York, now charged in Florida. There is almost certainly charges coming in August in in Georgia and DC. Yeah. will also almost certainly.
0: Yeah, but you have these people saying, "Yeah, this will not, this will not keep him from no. being the president." No. You are like whoa. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't understand why People would Nobody's calling
1: out for a dictator at this point. Why right? would like, it
0: not? And you go, the guy's a criminal. The guy is, is actually nah. convicted. And you're like, what? That's, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> he's been impeached twice or whatever the deal is, yeah. and you're like, nah, it's still electable. You're like, at what point? What do you need to do to not get elected?
1: Hmm. Be a black woman? Trash the latest Kid Rock album?
0: What? <laughs> okay, but this is it, right? Uh, go against the NRA. I have Ooh, no idea. there you go, yeah. Like, what is it that, that makes you unelectable in the States?
1: <laughs> as, well, as you said, probably being a black woman. Had to be selected as the vice president. Yeah. No, that's the only way Kamala Harris is getting well, that gig. Like, I'm sorry, that's just the reality of America. They're, they're not voting for.
0: And I'll be fascinated to see how this whole thing shakes loose with the Mike Pence yes. running. And you're like, that guy
1: has zero chance. No, zero, he doesn't. He has but zero chance. Like, what are you doing, man? You saw me- members of the Republican Party walking through the halls of the Capitol, yelling, "Hang Mike Pence." <laughs> Hi, I'd like to have your vote, please. Yeah,
0: any chance? <laughs> a- any chance? No. You got no chance. Yeah, can I have? Can I have a flyer. Can I at least just read it? Give me a chance. Tell me, we can talk afterwards. No. 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 Okay, I'm still I'm still holding it in my hand. It's glossy. It's color. No, zero. It's DeSantos and it's. And how about that? That everyone else is like, can DeSantos, can he beat?
1: I don't know. There was a protest out in front of Disney World there in Florida with signs with his face on it and the N word all over it and whatever, marching in front of protect our children. Like all this nonsense.
0: I just. Yeah. Well, and that's all I'm saying is that's the person. This is, th-
1: that's the, the reasonable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not in jail. <laughs> He hasn't been convicted. (laughs) Right.
1: Oh my goodness. What a mess. It's true, man. All right, we got a little hockey to talk about. We got a little fight to talk about. A little fight. Uh first we got a little beer to talk about. What'd you drive this time, man? I'm back to
0: uh staying with the lake on the mountain. This is Maggie's Wheat. Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's not. Apostrophe S, yes. it's like multiple Maggie's wheat. It's weird. I'm that not, is weird. A little bit. I'm not sure what's happening here. But um, again, another part of the gift. So I'm just going to give this a go. I, I don't usually lean towards the meat. The meat? Yeah, that's mm, what. The that meat beer. That is what I said. <laughs> love love some meat. <laughs> um, But the wheat, I'm going to give this a pull. It uh, comes in at 4.8. So okay. it's a nice, you know. Coast? Coast nah. home on the end of the pod yeah we'll see right I went from a five three to a four point eight I think you're getting even more boozy over there how yeah. was the, how was the end of that first did you like that uh, Fenland East Coast
1: I did uh like we set off the top I thought they were kind of crowing into it a bit it, it was nice and and juicy right you sort of expect that out of a of a New England right so I, I enjoyed that man okay so, so this year it's it's
0: a little bit of that yeasty wheat forward as you'd expect in a wheat beer but mild enough, it's it's uh, it's subtle enough that it's not making me recoil. All right. Which quite often a, you know, any of your heffin Wizens or any of those sorts of things, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. It's, it seems easy drinking and subtle. And so I would say the malt forward of the English ale in the first one was good. It was easy drinking and subtle. I, I would say so far, the, the these are the first two beers I've ever had from this brewery, but mm. subtle – is is quite often to me is is better. So if you can keep it in that range, unless of course it's a West Coast IPA, which you want punch in the face kind of hoppiness. Not bad. These two beers. What do you got over there?
1: So I am having something new from our friends over at Nita. At least new to me. This is either the OMA or the OMA. It's a Northeast IPA. Uh, we've both had the OPA. A few times, the Ottawa Pale Ale. And so I assumed at first this was a takeoff on that, but there's nothing in the description or on the website that suggests what this means, what this stands for. So I'll have to ask our our friend Andy. But it is, like I said, it's a... uh, a New England IPA coming in at 6.5%, which I didn't know when I grabbed it. It's not, that's all right. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's not like we're doing two shows here today. So uh, we'll see what that's all about. Like I said, this one is is new. The last time I was checking out some stuff from, uh, from Nita, this jumped out because I don't think I'd seen it there before. So we'll check it out. Um, I want to talk just briefly before we get to the NHL about uh, Saturday night's UFC card. And it was looking pretty thin, so I didn't buy it. But uh, our buddy Bunda hooked me up. Yeah, as he often does. When's the last one you did buy though? Mm, two, three months ago. It's well. been a little slow the last couple yeah, cards. Yeah. They haven't yeah, really yeah. been worth. Uh, so I, I didn't really want to buy it, but there was enough there. The co-main event I thought was going to be really good, and that was Charles Oliveira uh, taking on Benil Dariush. And, and Dariush had been undefeated for a while now. He was on the come, and Charles S- Oliveira suddenly defeated. Suddenly defeated, yeah. Um, Charles Oliveira just lost the title last fall to Islam Mahachev. This is obviously in the the lightweight division, and so it was going to be interesting to see how he rebounded, because he had been champ there for a while and sort of owned that division. And look, he finishes off Darius in the first round with a knockout about four minutes in. And it's a bit of a bummer for Darius because... He keeps getting close. Like, he gets this close. Like, whoever w- had won this fight was likely going to get the next shot at Islam Makhachev uh, in Abu Dhabi in the fall. And Dariush had been on the run and, and, and looked like this was his opportunity. And he stumbles at the finish line again. And again, against a guy like Olivera. It's no yeah, shame, but it's rough for him. This is going to take him a while to get back, right? Because there's a fight in July, I believe it is. Uh, Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier, and I would imagine if Poirier wins that, which I would bet on him doing, he'll be next in line for whoever wins this Oliveira Makachev.
0: Sorry, you think fight. Poirier is yes, okay.
1: Is, so you're sort of quite a ways off if you're Darius before you even get close again, right? Like this, those are we're talking middle of next year if you go and win maybe two more fights to get back there. So this moves Charles Oliveira um a little higher on the list of all time wins in the UFC. And I know you haven't followed it as closely lately, but we're talking about all time. There's names on this list. You will know. And if you're going to be on the list of guys who have, you know, won the most fights in the UFC longevity, pretty important, right? You have to have been around for a while. I got the top five here, and I just wonder if you want to take a stab at at uh, at any of these names. All time wins. All time wins in the UFC.
0: So I know Oliveira is around twenty two. Am I right? 22? Charles
1: Oliveira is uh, in fourth place with twenty two wins.
0: Okay. So is Jose Aldo in there?
1: He is not. Is Frankie Edgar in there? He is not. Is George St Pierre in there? George St Pierre is uh, not. Okay. <laughs> So bad start, Rob. Yeah. Let's just, um... Come on. You, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. They're, no, but names like, holy fuck, I can't believe that guy's still in here or still doing this, right? Like,
0: um...
1: The Cowboy Man. Come on. Ah, uh, Cerrone, Don, Cerrone. Donald Cerrone is in third. Uh, he's hanging out at, where is he at? 23. 20, so I'm missing one and two? And five.
0: Yeah, well, I'm already, uh... Um... And again, I'm I'm sort of leaning towards older guys, but yeah. it's um
1: no, I don't know how okay. help me out. Number one is Jim Miller with 25. Wow, Jim Miller, you could have given me a <laughs> yeah. thousand guesses to be number one. And I would time. not
0: have come up with Jim Miller.
1: Andre Arlovsky is also at twenty-three wins in the UFC. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Damian Maya is at number five. Oh,
0: see, and again, these guys, all those guys.
1: Yeah, they're in your Window when you were watching, right? That's why I thought you might take a you but, might have a swing at this.
0: But none of them
1: legends. None of, none like of them are all, legends. No, Olafers is probably the best guy in that group. Like, and, but
0: but yeah, like Damian
1: Maya had a nice career. I just did it, Cerrone. But see,
0: but to me, Maya was always that guy in the welterweight division who was, you know, he'd take a run and he and he'd be a, a one or two seed and then sort of fade away, right? Yeah. Like, and then come back and he just again longevity. Cerrone, by the end of it, you just man, cowboy, hang it up, buddy.
1: So we'll hit this quick and I don't know if you want to subject yourself to it again. This is Donald uh Donald Cerrone. Uh Charles Oliveira also moves up the all-time list for all-time finishes.
0: What, oh guys who are guys who are above him? Or is he where is he in the all-time finishing list?
1: He is second all to so I have the top five here of finished fights, knockouts or submissions. Is Anderson Silva in there? Anderson Silva is in there at number... Oh, no, he's not. Vanderlei Silva is in there at number four.
0: Okay. So that's that's who I meant. Did I say Anderson? You Sorry. did say I, Anderson. I, no, <laughs> so I totally meant... Of course. I totally Nobody meant Nobody picks spider. Vanderlei um, when
1: they could pick Anderson. Uh,
0: how about Gabriel Gonzaga? No. No, i He just, has a sweet one, but... I, I'm just throwing that out yeah. there as... Uh, Chuck Liddell. No. Nope. Um... Uh, are any of them older guys yeah yeah uh how about bj penn no how about let's go with submission guys uh, how, how about a damian maya nope
1: <laughs> this is great fucking yeah guys. honestly this is, this is great audio donald cerrone at number four guys just out there finishing shit so uh Vanderlei silva sorry is at number three and like I said, Charles Oliveira is number two with 20 finishes out of 23 wins. That's awesome. Wins. What a fucking legend, man. Yeah. And number one, Mirko Krokop at 21.
0: Okay, the opposite side of that game.
1: Yeah, game exactly. <laughs> the recipient of the Gonzaga finish. So um, that'll be interesting to see. It looks like uh, like Oliveira did call out Mahachev after his fight saying, I'll come to your house. Like I'll go to Abu Dhabi and do it. And I'm sure that's where they want to have Makachev fight next. So that'll probably be in the fall. Uh, but maybe the biggest story to come out of this is Amanda Nunez announces her retirement after she just dummied uh, Irina uh, Adala. No.
0: Yeah, well, I, I saw it was, there was some 50-44s. Like it was a the UD, score, right?
1: 50-44, 50-44, 50-43. Just a dummying, right? Of, uh, of Of an opponent that is getting a title shot. Now, I know... She got that because of an injury, but she had been on the come. And so at the end of this, Nunez lays down her two championship belts and lays down her gloves and says, I'm done. And she has beaten everyone there is to beat. And, you know, at some point, how do you keep getting excited, right? How do you keep getting doing you motivated? This? Yeah. And she clearly did here because it wasn't even close. Like those but scores are... you would
0: love a finish though. Sure.
1: Like, I mean that's fair enough. Yeah,
0: but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna piss on her for, you know, <laughs> no, she's a, not. It's She'll a one thirty five and one
1: forty Now, interesting, the one forty five division is retiring with her. Uh, there wasn't a lot happening there. There was nobody left, uh, you know, to to fight at that division. It was already kind of a weak division to begin with, and so she had mainly been defending that that one thirty five bantamweight title.
0: It's a big woman though.
1: One yeah. If you're cutting to get to one forty five, right. And I think that's why there's just not enough there, right? So uh, they're going to retire that division for now. But when you talk about the all-time greats in the UFC, like she's beaten all of them on the women's... Like everyone who has ever held one of those two titles, she's beaten. So it's not just that she's cleaned out, you know, a bunch of nobodies. You're talking Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm and Shayna Baszler and uh, Chris Cyborg, Cyborg and yeah, Shevchenko. Like at some point there's nobody coming, right? There's no great up and comer that I'm sort of waiting for. That's going to make me a ton of money. Well, she's going to go to start running
0: IBM or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's, I keep taking the paycheck to knock somebody's head off. I
1: guess, man. I, I, so she's 35 and just like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Got
0: so like I said, I don't, I don't know what, what future she has in terms of prospective employment, but, yeah. um, yeah, and at 35, you are you are in in age brackets past your yeah. physical prime. Has a young
1: kid now, and her wife's pregnant again. Yeah. So, you know, you move on to other things around your life um, that you build your kind of... So let me... I got one more list of top fives here for you. Because
0: I've, I've killed it, Pat, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so keep
1: bringing it to me. Most title fight wins, whether you were the champion or fighting for the championship most wins in championship fights in UFC. Top
0: five. got to have GSP has got to be in there.
1: Uh, GSP is in there at number two. He has 13.
0: It's low way.
1: Eh? I guess. It's yeah, but 13, yeah. Second place.
0: No, I know, but just in terms of a guy who was 22 yeah. and
1: two. He kept disappearing, right? Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> um.
1: Psh, 13.
0: So how about, uh, I'm going to take another, another run back to Chuck Liddell. Nope. Because he was killer for a Leave him alone. Man. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Leave the faux hawk alone. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's not even bother.
1: Anderson Silva is at number five with 11. Okay. Amanda Nunez is at number four, tied with... Him it, with uh, is,
0: is another one a female as well? No. Okay.
1: Uh Number three is uh Demetrius Johnson at 12. Oh. Then, like I said, GSP at White 13. Or whatever,
0: whatever his deal and at number was. one,
1: John Jones with 15.
0: Oh, see John Jones off my radar.
1: Well, see, cause he, again, he kept disappearing and like, he's been gone for so long and yeah, but, gone, uh. Gone, gone, gone. I've been gone I so I, knew, I knew you were going to do that because if you didn't, I was going to. Okay. So anyway, huge hole in that division now. I don't know what you do. You know, maybe Holly Holm is next. Juliana Pena was the woman who had beaten, uh, Amanda last year. Maybe she gets another run at it, uh, but. Just a huge hole on the the women's side of things now. It's probably the best ever uh, retires. So we'll see uh, what's going to happen there. We can talk a little hockey uh, like we always do. Start where the crowd wants to talk about, man. The Columbus Blue Jackets have had a busy week. Uh, they pull off a couple of trades. One of them to bring in Ivan Provorov from the uh, the Flyers just a week after hiring Mike Babcock. It's quite a culture they're building there in, in Columbus. Uh, and the other one... <laughs> is a deal to get upcoming free agent uh, Damon Severson from the New Jersey Devils. And essentially, they trade a third-round pick to uh, New Jersey to just get that deal done. Sign the eight years times, I think it's 6.25 for us, and then we'll make the trade as opposed to us waiting for him to go to free agency and then we can only give him seven years. and Or or have to outbid somebody else for him. True enough. And so you sort of wonder what it is they're building there, right? Like last year, they clearly, when they brought in Goodbranson and Goudreau, they weren't planning on being a lottery team. They thought they were going for it. And they did get hit with some injuries, but they were also just shit. And so they're not prepared to be shit again, I don't think. So they go out, they make these trades on the blue line. These would be Babcock type guys. Babcockian? Sure. Yeah. I don't know if he can talk to them yet, right? Like technically they're not signing him till July 1st, but you know. Is
0: MLSE still paying Babcock? Yeah. No, then for, we can't talk
1: uh, to him. For a couple more weeks. Yeah. So I I don't know, but those are interesting moves, man. And I I guess the main thing I wanted to talk about with that is is what it is they're trying to do there, especially on the right side of that defense, because they have now up the right side, good Branson and... Severson for at least three more years each obviously Severson is longer than that and they have Adam Boquist sitting there who's ready to play and more importantly the reason I bring it all up is David Juracek their top prospect right like this guy was king shit coming into world juniors and I think everyone expects him to be good but he's a right side guy too and you sort of wonder like I, I get improving the blue line but you've almost sort of it's going to be him or Boquist who's blocked. Yeah. Or yeah.
0: It, it's that it's the good Branson. I, I lo- Severson, he hears this a lot. Yeah. Um, it's the good Branson for three more years, I think. Yeah. That is absolutely going to be, what are you going to do with that guy making foreign change?
1: Clearly it was just Goodrow's buddy, right? <laughs> uh,
0: da- yeah. Down the line in terms of guys who are. He's a problem right now. He's a problem
1: right now. He's a problem when he signed him <laughs> yeah. last year. But I mean, even in terms of getting Boquist, and and you're a check in.
0: Yeah, and that's all I'm saying is, how do you feel about uh, a six, seven, eight defenseman making foreign
1: change? I don't feel very good about him. man. No,
0: I'm not liking it at all, He'll Matt.
1: His height stuff just kicking
0: around. Here. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Different well, style, but
0: second round pick can make that go. away. Sure,
1: somebody else's problem. Now.
0: Chicago, <laughs> um, but yeah, I it, it's it's you know they have Warenski who was gone for most of last season and and it's interesting what that looks like. I don't know what they're going to do with Merzliki in net there.
1: Yeah. Merzliki.
0: That is that is not a great sign. Uh they're they're bound to get another bound. They are absolutely <laughs> going to get another high high draft
1: pick. Yeah. Got the third four, round third, third, third round. Yeah. Third. I was I said last week it was four. it turns out it, it's three.
0: 3. See, I was citing you from last week. Don't year. do that. No, I, That's I, a terrible I, lead to follow. <laughs> like, that that comes down to the whole <laughs> Jets trading off for Fetty, right? <laughs> Oof,
1: we did like ten minutes on that trade that never happened.
0: Um, they they are interesting. Uh, you are looking at a division with Carolina, New Jersey. Right away, those two. Mm-hmm. Good luck in terms of where you're jumping up to. Yeah, the Rangers clearly not no ready to go away. Uh, it's interesting, right? That, that is the, that is the shot across the
1: Pittsburgh going to be. What is Washington going to be? Correct. What are the Islanders going to be? You know, where Philly's going to be. I do.
0: (laughs) Um, and so it does come back, come down to, it's a shot across the bow of the Atlantic division, right? Whoever's going to be in that fourth spot, you're going to have to muscle up because Columbus will be better. Yep. And I think even without these changes, even without Provorov and, uh, and Severson. They they were going to be better, yes. Just, just in terms of being healthier, you got guys like Johnson and Sillinger a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's hopefully,
1: good. Line A bounces back. Goudreau. Oh, man, like,
0: see, that's the guy you just sort of look at and you go,
1: Yeah, I have no idea
0: what is going to happen. Could with score twenty
1: two. Could sc- score forty five. Yeah, have no, no this
0: is exactly right. And so you you just sort of and what will what will Babcock. Be like in terms of his reintroduction,
1: yeah. I forgot about him. Line is scoring 22, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but he'll block a lot of shots this year. <laughs> well, and and when you are talking about, and you are you are the person to talk about in terms of right shot on right sides, yes, <laughs> left shots on left sides, and yeah. never the two shall meet, right? And so, is he one of those guys that's likely to lean on, on good Branson as I like big guys,
1: yeah? He's gonna have an opportunity,
0: yeah, because I like big guys, and yeah. I think that's the DJ Smith thing, and I he cannot d- lie. Yeah, that's like <laughs> butts. It that is a lie, um, but yeah, I, I I just you go. Yeah, there's some nice pieces if you can look past that whole proverb thing.
1: Yeah, but that yeah, cock will.
0: Yeah, of course he will. Of course he will. <laughs> Let's but, talk. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I'm just. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what that looks like because they were already going to be better. Yep. So you've now got a, a nice a nice depth on defense that was sort of unlooked for. And then you have some maturing, younger prospects up front. Uh, It it will be interesting depending on what happens in goal and Babcock. Uh,
1: Pierre-Luc Dubois has apparently informed the Jets what we all already knew. He's not re-upping long-term. He'd like to move on. I assume most teams will be pretty hesitant because we're all just assuming he's headed to Montreal uh, in a year when his contract is up. Montreal is apparently engaged, but again, why would you give up much? No one zero chance. We're man. rebuilding right now. We'll wait another year, and yeah. he'll come to us for free. What I thought was interesting was,
0: and I'll have to pay him less than a year because he wants to be here,
1: right? And the reports circulating right now, though, are that he would like nine million dollars per season. Let's get the fuck out of here! You know how I feel about centers. Uh, that that's where you build. That's what you. Whatever. But this is a guy who is a 60 point center who has never had 30 goals in his career and is pretty good defensively but not good enough that he's ever in that selkie discussion. So right. a useful piece but 9 million you know we're we I guess everything's going to have to be adjusted here. We are getting ready to talk about the cap exploding and all these sorts of things. But are you even if you're Montreal or I don't, are you interested in Pierre-Luc Dubois at $9 million? And yeah. if not, what would you give him?
0: 7.5. Okay. That's the ceiling. Yeah. For, for a, as you said, a 60-point two-way center? 7.5, man. I, I'm willing to give him a little bump on the, nah, come on. And you're talking about a guy who's talked his way out of two teams. Yeah. Like, I don't care if Maybe it's you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and if you look around and you don't know who the asshole in the room is. Yeah. It's, you, it's man. definitely you. It's you <laughs> and so, it. I don't. I've care. made
1: that calculation a time or two.
0: Yeah, in this room. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and if you, yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter if that guy ends up where he wants to be. You're still a dickhead. You're a dickhead, and and how does that manifest itself in your place
1: of choice? I do wonder. Like I don't know that he's married to just Montreal. I assume that's what's I gonna happen. I hope not. If
0: he wants 9 million bucks, he needs a little bit of a bidding war.
1: I wonder I don't know if they'll be back this year, but his contract ends next year. Are Krejci and Bergeron both about to clear out of Boston and would they consider
0: They they still don't have the room. I don't have their I don't have their cap Not friendly. this year. Okay.
1: But when he's an unrestricted free... Like this year, he's only making whatever. I don't know if they could afford to bring him in or not. They're going to be tight up against it. Uh, they almost need cool. Krejci and Pergeron to play because they have those bonuses from last year.
0: I was going to say, they have leftover money from this year that yes. will apply to next year even without those Right.
1: Bonus. So it probably doesn't work this year. I as I don't have his contract in front of me right now. Maybe he'd fit, maybe he wouldn't. But next year, if he wanted nine, you know... If he was to be dropped in there with Pasternak and Marchand, you know, maybe that's a fit. I, I I don't know if he's interested in that. Like, maybe it is. Just I'm going to Montreal and that's it. But how
0: do you think Charlie Coyle looks in Winnipeg?
1: <laughs> I think he's looking to get out. <laughs>
0: I was just in Minnesota. You're going to send me further north? It's a terrible idea. They, they 7.5. need seven point five. They need to get. They need to get creative. Boston. Boston. Yeah. Period, right? One of their goalies has got to go, Swayman, I believe, is is coming up. Yeah. You have to start making, you got to start making moves.
1: But they are also like, when you look at that blue line, when you look at Marchand and Pasternak, they're not interested in rebuilding. They're going to look, they're going to need to find a center to drop in there to, re- to replace Bergeron. Yep. I don't know who else is going to be out there. Maybe he is a fit as that two-way guy that. I still wouldn't give them $9 million, but they might be desperate in a year and have to... That, uh, other than Montreal, that's the only place I've been able to look around and go, yeah, you know, maybe I could see that.
0: Yeah. Well, and it will be... It's, But I'm not, I'm not wasting my time on
1: PLD. No. If I'm almost anybody else, unless he's coming with an extension, I'm not making a trade because I expect he's just going to walk in a year to Montreal.
0: Well, so. and I was going to say, even with an extension, do you want that guy?
1: No. As you've said, he's already... Bailed on two franchises. Well, so.
0: and at what point does he go, yeah, all right, I'll go there.
1: Psh, two years later. I'm disinterested. Eh.
0: I'm disinterested. You're like, Psh, I don't need that guy. Anybody who's going to bring that. Right. What are you doing in the room? And you've already looked at at a, at a Winnipeg room that is.
1: Well, you know, they're going to clean it right out by the sounds of it. Shifley's going to go to. Uh, yeah. Like, it's what a of the- trash organization, right? Like. Winnipeg? Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't think it's a trash organization.
1: Oh, no, I do. I just think. Hellebuck's going to go, like they're going to well, be. I,
0: I just, I was on the way over here today. I was looking at it and Hellebuck said, I I don't want to sign an extension. Yeah, no, I'm out. And so you are now entering rebuild city limits. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, you can see it. Well, that's the old joke, right? Kevin Chevaldeoff hasn't been able to do anything to improve that team for a lo- It's. It's. Kevin trade deadline day off and Kevin Canada day off, right? Like yep. it's, this is, he's just not been able to get, now part of that is obviously where he is, right? Like trying to attract free yeah, agents yeah. to Winnipeg is. But let's
0: think about when they, when, when they first were on the cusp and they should have beat Vegas in that, in that expansion year and, they, and they didn't, not just because that, that they were the team that they should have won that series. Okay. Um.
1: Lots of teams should have beaten yeah, Vegas. Yeah, tonight. yeah, yeah.
0: Game one win, and you're like, this is this is this is the trajectory that franchise was on, and then it's just been the, the the mass exodus on D. Yeah, but you you were looking at at that point that that trajectory was built through the draft, patience built through the draft, and and there were lots of accolades going Shoval way for his patience. Maybe not in your pants. Nope. But in a lot of places, front cover of Hockey News, next next Canadian Stanley Cup champion, bam, Winnipeg
1: Jets. Wow, how'd it go?
0: And not well, <laughs> not well. But I'm just saying, you clearly are seeing through all the bullshit. Matt knows more.
1: I do. Yeah. Yep.
0: No, no. It's it, but you
1: know, it's for cl- years now, yep. I've been lower on the Jets than most people. Yep. Yeah.
0: And so I, I was speaking
1: from the heart. Sure. Yeah. You took it, it really. You took
0: like it in it. a different direction. I did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so your ability to see through all the bullshit,
1: (laughs) I just don't think they're a good team or a good room.
0: Well, and, and that, that has proven to be true. Yeah. They are the flip side of your Boston Bruins coin.
1: Yes. That's actually a perfect way of. (laughs)
0: If you bang the drum loud enough and long enough, Matt, some will be right.
1: Some will be wrong. Sorry. I see what you're saying that I kept saying the Bruins are going to fall off and they have done the opposite at every turn. I thought you meant maybe a room that's getting more out of it than the sum of its parts, right? And is a better organization than maybe they have any right to be right Yeah, Yeah. But
0: that's, look at you, man. You've been surviving all these years by...
1: Burying the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) And and, Every time someone brings up the Bruins... (laughs) Yeah, but the Jets. Fucking losers. (laughs) those fucking Bruins blow. I don't trust those guys. Right.
0: I have no faith in them. Oh, wait. Mm. Mm. Anyways.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Leafs bring in Shane Doan. I've been waiting... Who hasn't been calling out for that move? Special assistant to his best friend, Brad Riddling, uh, essentially is what I... Look, and, chi- was, and childhood idol of Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Um, I wonder sometimes, though, as I think about this, has Shane Doan been brought in here to do just one job? And that's like anytime he's in the Leafs practice facility and Austin Matthews is on the other side of the room, he's like... Hey, this is way nicer than what we ever had in Arizona. <laughs> Walking into the gym, yeah, ooh, we never had anything like this with the Coyotes. Never in Arizona did it look like this, Austin. I, I think that might be the sole reason to bring them in, man. Come
0: in after a February defeat of... Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. As I'm looking around I'm going, oh, Ottawa? I don't know. Like, who, who are the shitbirds we're talking about here? And go... Wow. You hear that 19,000 singing yeah. and chanting? That's about 15,000 Ooh, more than we ever yeah. get in Arizona. Um, yeah, and a little and hype. If that's it,
1: money's well spent. A I little, got no problem with that. A
0: little hype, man. A, yeah. little, a little sort of pump it up.
1: Hey, way better to be here. Yeah. Hey,
0: when's the last time the Toronto dump <laughs> spontaneously combusted? <laughs> I can't think of it.
1: That's it, man. Yeah, there's... There was a lot of talk going around when this happened about, you know, what a respected guy and, a, and a, a leader, right? And a guy with, you know, plays playoff hockey. Would you like to guess how many playoff game wins Shane Doan had throughout his entire 20-year career? So you mean games that games. he participated in that Where they his won? team won. Four. Yeah, it's much higher than that. It's 21, but not all in one year or he'd have a cup. But over his 20 year career, 21 playoff game wins. Rob, would you like to take a guess at how many playoff wins the Matthews Marner Nylander group has? How many wins? Playoff game wins, not series wins. Same yeah. as Stone.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just go with.
1: Um, yeah, he's doing the math. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with 21. It is 21. Yeah. Woohoo! Super respected veteran (laughs) over 20 years gets 21 playoff wins. Bring that guy in to lead us. Well, guys at 25 who already have 21. And look, not trying to ring the bell on what a great playoff success the Leafs have been. My point is actually that no matter how um, mediocre the Leafs have been in the playoffs, Shane Doan is not the pillar, the light that leads you forward.
0: Well, I would only disparage. Shane Doan in a room that he's not in? Yeah, okay. Because I'm, I'm not sure that's going to go well for me.
1: He would disparage you to your face if you were a visible minority, but that's oh. a, a slightly different conversation.
0: <laughs> this is a guy, and it's only worth noting that um, when that team went through various rebuilds, he was never interested in leaving. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed the cushy Arizona, Arizona. Arizona. I see it's so Mike Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> Loved the cushy Arizona existence, um, and now is somehow willing to make the move.
1: Well, you wonder what that says about the Coyotes and how long he thinks they're going to be. It means he doesn't like Kansas around. City, or yeah, That's what, it really, what yeah. it really means. Yeah, it, it. It to me, man. I I look at this, and it's clearly the first negotiating token being offered to Austin Matthews and whatever. But when you look at this guy and what he might contribute to the front office, you're talking about an organization that has been the laughing stock of the league for a while reported on by Katie Strang. And I'm not saying he did it, but he was a part of an organization that was abusive, uh, abusive to its employees, uh, drafted Mitchell Miller constantly broke draft rules that cost them draft picks with the pre-combine training things. I'm not saying all of these were his decisions. Are we going
0: to cleanse him by his affiliation with Hockey Canada?
1: I'm not. Oh, wait, maybe that's not a great idea. Built a great Spangler Cup roster. Hockey Canada, maybe not the best judge of character right now either, as you're alluding to. I just, I don't get this other than the it's Brad True Living's buddy from when they worked in Arizona together. And maybe doesn't nudge 2% Austin Matthews in the right direction. Uh, you know, it was his idol growing yep. up. I, I don't, but I look at this and go, I don't, I don't understand what this was supposed to bring to our organization, right. To, to improve them. I mean, it's just a guy.
0: That's just, just a guy.
1: Just a guy, mom.
0: Yep. Well, I, I would agree. Now, do we count Memorial cup wins in there? <sighs> Sure. It's a long time ago. It was, yeah. Guy was a winner. I think he was with Darcy Tucker. That's got to be a nice connection. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a Ginla
1: on that Darcy Tucker team? That's a nice,
0: that's a nice junior team. Don Hay coached. Sure. Look at that. All right. Again, like most things, Rob remembers clearly 80s and 90s.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alex DeBrinket, Debrinkat. Would like to leave Ottawa until it comes out that maybe he doesn't want to leave Ottawa. But he has submitted to Pierre Dorian, who I guess for now is still in charge, <laughs> that said, uh, if you're going to trade me, here are the teams I would consider signing an extension with. And so for people who haven't followed this quite as closely, he doesn't have a no-trade list. Technically, Ottawa can trade him wherever they want. But you'll get far more for him in return if you, know, you lock him up to a long-term contract as part of that. And and then make the deal. So the list is to say, yeah, if you sent me here, you'd probably get more for me, which is why that's important. Uh, look, he didn't have a great year in Ottawa. I don't think he was a disaster, although you came in and were not happy with Pierre Dorian's characterization of leading the league and hit goalposts or whatever it was several Correct. months ago. Um, how do you view the Alex Debrinket, you know experienced thus far. Are you pissed that they're going to lose them? Do you think they are going to lose them? Like, what do you, where do you, where are you at on this?
0: See, and if you recall, way back to win that, way back. when they, sh- when he showed up for training camp. So we're talking last September. Um, you know the refresh off the Giroux signing, yep. the Jabrinka trade. Cam Talbot is coming in Hot and we're going to stay. Yeah, We're going to stabilize the goaltending. All these things are going to happen. And, and the media is saying, Hey, so, um, you know, you will, you're, you're free to sign a contract now. You know, what do you think about this team? And it's young and it's up and coming. And he's like, yeah, we'll see. They got a lot of shooters here. Like that was your intro to, yep. to the media, which was. Yeah, I'm not sure where I fit in here. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I didn't... He had no say in being traded. That's right. He came to Ottawa, clearly, by all reports, not super stoked to come here. Um, But open-minded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't for a second believe he didn't try his hardest. Right. He was... He he was at 25 goals, a very down season. Mm -hmm. He was... In terms of five-on-five five contribution, super low. He was a dash thirty-one. Um, on an above five hundred team, you just sort of go, "Wow, I, I, I'm underwhelmed." And when I couple that with his his training camp statements, yeah, you sort of go, "Am I shocked? Am I clutching my pearls right now that he <laughs> that he doesn't want to sign here?" No, not at all.
1: So did you read anything into the statement that came out afterwards that said he does want to stay here. He is he likes the coach. Like there was sort of some mixed reports last week. I yeah. I got to be honest, I read that last one as I don't want this to become a thing in case I'm yeah. I do end up here yeah. for not year or muddy the waters elsewhere, right? That right. I'm a
0: bad guy no. and I'm a Hey, I
1: I like Ottawa. I like the coach, but yeah, get me the hell out of here. Yeah, but, I would love to be and Don't marry yourself to this coach either. <laughs> things no, are going to change. I, here I, I
0: would say I would say Sheldon Keefe has now moved back <laughs> back into the safe, space. Yeah. the hot seat is DJs now. Yes. In, in Matt and my, oh, no, uh, I think that's right. Back and forth conversation of who lasts longer, <laughs> which has lasted way longer, way than, longer than either one of us would have anticipated. Yeah. Um, it now comes down to um, Ryan Bonus. What can you do to enhance?
1: the assistant GM.
0: Yeah, the assistant GM here the, who is the pro he's in charge of the pro side um in 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 improving Ottawa's shitty pro talent trade yeah. record. And so if if they can find and and the initial reports from LeBron saying I'm spitballing, I don't know, but Vegas, Florida, Dallas, Nashville are four of the sort of
1: I don't know, but here are very specific teams.
0: <laughs> All four in no ta- no income
1: tax mm-hmm. states. Um, Everyone keeps trying to draw the line to Detroit because that's where he's from.
0: The first two teams outside of those that I, le- I look towards, Carolina yeah. and the Islanders. Just in terms, of, I know the Islanders are hard up against yeah. the two.
1: But Carolina keeps trying. To get some scoring, like the Pachetty thing, they blew up in their face. Like by no fault of their own. Yep. Um. They need to get, and they're not afraid to experiment. Right? They're not a tra- afraid to do crazy shit. Like even if he wasn't locked up, they would. They might take him for a year. to Hey, you Brent Burns. Yeah. See if they can get over the hump with and, with him. There. And
0: so a team that is is in dire need, both those Islanders and and, yes. and the Hurricanes, in need of scoring. Yeah. Um. Now somebody said last week is is or a, a Rod Brindamore kind of guy? Hmm. And in terms of his ball, ball. find
1: out if he's a Mike Babcock. kind of
0: guy. Yeah. Well, balls out kind of pace game that Carolina plays may not, yeah. may not lead towards. And again, both those teams that I had, I had shot out sort of, you know, they need to make moves. All those teams do. Uh, Nashville is, is the most intriguing, but yeah. everybody's got to send something back. Right. And yep. so what is it that. You know, I would look at Dallas and Nashville in terms of the rumored teams.
1: It's interesting, though. Ottawa doesn't, at this point, I don't think, want futures. No. They're trying to contend now. Correct. So when you
0: make the Giroux signing, you trade away a young goaltender in Gustafson for Talbot, and then you trade. And you go get
1: Jake Chickren.
0: Well, and you trade a first for Chickren, you trade a first for Debrinket. You have already said, you know.
1: So. the the deal either has to be for futures, like picks and prospects that you're going to then turn around and flip hopefully, or you need somebody coming in now that is going to help you, you know, with Norris coming back, uh, Chikrin having a full camp with, you know, this group, like they're, the Sens obviously want to contend and take a huge step forward again this year. So they need a lineup piece, right? A yeah. A Forsberg or, a. It probably won't be, fun, but yeah. just in terms of. Well,
0: and they're going to say, we have a, can we, can we treat you to a Matt Duchesne? Right. Can we treat we you. we did that already. Can we <laughs> treat you to uh whatever his name is. The,
1: the Ryan Johansson. Uh, Ryan Johansson.
0: Thank you. I'm like, no, uh, no you thank can't. you. Yeah, no, not at all. And so <laughs> it does come down to what is the best, what is the best in terms of they can do. But I, I, I lean towards, we need more. If you could parlay that into a couple of middle six f- forwards, right? That's where I'd like to see that go. Right, as opposed to if they're willing to give us UC Soros,
1: <laughs> sure. Do you do you assume that that this deal has to wait for the new ownership, like? Do you think there's anything to the idea that he wants to see the new owner, or is that just the card he can easily play right now? That's I, still sort of like I'd really rather move on.
0: I would have I would have felt that prior to the prior to the here's a here's a list of yeah, things. Exactly. I, I thought that was the case yeah. that, that he was waiting, which to would see. have been reasonable. And then as soon as you hear, yeah, but here's a list yeah. of teams I would but go. But while to. you're
1: shopping, me, yeah,
0: I, that to me has you've now jumped the queue in terms of I'm no longer waiting for ownership. Yeah, um, and and just on that. Is there ever been a more Ottawa Senator story than we went from we have 9 teams. We have 6 teams. This team's going to go for a billion. And That's now three you're like, and one of the no money. Now, and now people are like fuck that. I am not waiting in line. It's it just it's such an Ottawa Senator story that you've turned this positive into Yeah. Despite the fact that they will sell for close to a billion, yep. that it's somehow now become this
1: Yeah, I've been saying that for a while too. Right? Fuck. That this is This is unquestionably going to end up in a better place than they were a year ago or whatever, 15 months ago. But somehow it's a negative. Somehow right now it's a fucking gong show. And yeah, what you've dragged the fans through again is.
0: Yeah. So the the Brinkett thing, he's gone. And I kind of felt felt like he was gone, as I said, as, as far back as last September. You never got it. You never, in terms of with this young core, He just never seemed to, despite being of a similar vintage, he just never seemed to mesh in terms of guys talking, you know, guys talking to the media and they're like, blah, blah, blah. He just never seemed to be dropped into that group socially, right? right? For whatever reason, he's a young guy with a young family, right? Which sets him already aside from- and A lot of the
1: single guys out singing, Mister Brightside. Yeah,
0: well, this is it, right? You have the Sandersons, the the Norris, the the Kachuks, the Stutzlas. Yeah, right. You have this group of guys who are already out doing their thing, and then you have the Family Guy. And so, he, to me, he it was it was, I loved the trade at the time. Well, I, I was I was positive on yeah, the trade. Same. And but it there it, was some
1: risk clear it, uh, at the time, but yeah. but and I think it, we both liked what. Yeah. It's said, we're going, we're trying right we're now. We're trying yeah. this.
0: You're going to bring in a two-time 40-goal yes. scorer and you're like, that's perfect. And the guy said, yeah, he's a shooter. He's a shooter. It just didn't work out. And he was actually, his. he had far more assists than he had goals. Right. And so you're like, that's not how we saw this. And then <laughs> the negative lag on the five-on-five play and you're like, so it was a swing. Yep. And if nothing else, it was probably a foul off your own ankle. Right. So you see what you can recoup now in terms of training. But I would be shocked if he was here come training camp.
1: I think I'm with you there. I think that's – oh, did you have anything you wanted to say on the final? I'll be honest with you. I haven't really watched almost any of it. The Jays have been on. The Red Blacks have been on. I, I I tune in a bit like if I'm channel surfing, but my resting channel is elsewhere.
0: Um, I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. Uh, with two teams that nobody really cares about, at right. least in this market, <laughs> but the hockey I have watched has been entertaining. Right. I, I to me, I watched um, large portions of Game Four, and and man, Florida's there, and there's been a a ton of huge hits. Right. Right. Whether it's the Eichel hit, whether it's the Kachuk hit. Yeah. Uh, you know him getting hit by. And I can't remember Kulasar. Yeah, that fucking guy's a beast, man. Got if buried. You, if you go back to the the, the Edmonton series, and yes. you're like, he's just out there crushing people. But the Kachuk hit on Eichel, the Barbashev hit on on Gudis. Like, fuck, man, that looks so good, <laughs> right? You know, live by the sword, die by the sword, kind of thing. So there's been a pile of big hits. There's been there's been bite. There's been animosity. A lot of good stuff. And and so I've enjoyed what I've watched. I, I I am kind of ready for it to be done. And, you know, let's get to the draft. Let's get on to free agency. But I wonder about the concussion protocol the other night with Kachuk getting hit and then him still playing. And, yeah. and you're like, and how does a guy who looks visibly wobbly stay out for the power play and then, then go for a concussion protocol? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just don't go to the bench.
0: Don't let anybody wave you over. Don't. Well, I'm like, I don't know what's... And now you watch game four and he looks... Rattled. Like something's off, right? Like in, in the third period, there were large stretches where he didn't play. And I don't know what's happening there. But as I've said to you, I, I picked Vegas in a short series. Yeah. And it just, to me, Florida's got way more bounce back than I... Like the
1: games are close. Well, this is like I've said to a couple people, I'm with you, I... I assumed Vegas would pound on them in five or six, and that'd be it, but I assumed Boston would pound on them in five or six, and Toronto, right. and Carolina. I've picked against Florida in every round, yeah. and look, sitting here now at 3-1, I assume Vegas is going to close this That's out. what
0: Boston thought too.
1: Right, but I don't know that, and I'm not super confident about it, but- I'm also really not all that worried about it.
0: What? <laughs> and so I found myself getting into a heated conversation Ooh. at the barbecue on
1: yeah.
0: about why I thought Vegas, why I'd like to see Vegas win. Okay. And then after I, I, it's I, funny, I, I yeah. stopped and took a step back and I'm like, but I don't, I don't really I don't care if about either one of, of these teams right. win. Yeah. And, it, and it really comes down to you, Florida, you're trash. <laughs>
1: you're trash and you've been trash. They're part for... of the old school, man. Part of the original 26. Well, battling the new expansion. Well,
0: teams. <laughs> and they are they are an expansion team that comes in one year after Ottawa. So right. it's it's they are very very close, and we can't. Similar we've already seen our our expansion cousins win. I don't know three, three Stanley Cups. So we can't have those shitbirds. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. We can't have those shitbirds
1: in Florida now. <laughs> We're drawing their forty four hundred people. Is it, is it Bill Foley who owns the Knights? Yeah. I think is his name. Yeah, he said fucking balls on this guy you know before the expansion draft we'd like to build a championship team within six years yeah and they go to the final in that first year and everybody's like holy fuck like look at that guy maybe they did it and then they don't they sort of fall back but they've never been bad like they've all the whole time they've been well, they a playoff missed the playoffs team. last year only through to injury that's right that's right uh but they've been to a the conference final again and this will be three times the conference final year six
0: yeah that's, well, you kind of go. And that story is yeah, Bill Foley pulled up to somebody's dock in his fucking. <laughs> you're like, okay, right away, you're, I hate you already.
1: <laughs> in and your saying, yacht.
0: I'm going to pitch this idea. And you're like, Psh, get the fuck out of here somewhere out in Kelowna. And you're like, I, I don't, whatever. I, I, but there they are. Yep. And, and as I said to you, I don't know, last week, the week before, for six years, Vegas has supported the team and mm-hmm. they have taken it in as their own team. And so
1: Yeah, you were the one you mentioned on last week's show, the the Vegas reporter I drank who said a lot
0: before the show last week. I have very little recollection.
1: A Vegas reporter who said, This is a hockey town. This is our team. Yeah.
0: And Florida can never
1: because the A's are getting ready to move in. Yep. The Raiders have come. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, no, this is We're all that, that was the advantage that Bettman was correct about get in first into these markets, right? Like make sure you establish you're the first pro team in there. People fall in love. And when you go to the cup final in that first year, that'll help. But it's interesting to hear them go, no, this is a hockey town first.
0: Yeah. And I love that. Of course. And so right away that gives them a a much bigger leg up than, than, like
1: I said, the Johnny completely fucking Panthers. Well, the
0: Panthers who, you know, my dad saying, Hey, I was at a place in, uh, in South Florida. Buy 10 bucks in gas and get a free Panthers ticket. <laughs> I get my gas and I get a Panthers ticket, which is way up in the nosebleeds, yeah. but I can wander down to the to the blue lines in the 100
1: <laughs> with no, no problem. Doug McLean used to say on Sportsnet, right? He obviously used to run the Panthers and long after he had been dismissed, he kept a place down there. And he said there was a bar that he used to go to across the highway from the arena and and he would say literally like in february can you put on the panthers game and the bartender would look at him crazy like the nfl season's over You're like it's right there, like right across the street. There's an NHL team not, playing. Not the Carolina Panthers. Right. Could you please put on the Florida Panthers game that we can see from your window?
0: <laughs> I'm looking at, well, out the other window is the American Eagle and whatever <laughs> exactly. else at the, the outlet School. mall. Yes. So it's really hard, man. I'm I'm trying to cater to this mother and yeah. 15-year-old daughter who are excited about the 15% <laughs> off at Aerie. So... So fuck the so bears. blow me, you yeah. guy with your good hair there, old man. Um, yeah, yeah. So that is my take go on Knights. Florida. Is ah, I'm gonna step one step back from that, but I am a go. I'm a Bruce Cassidy guy. Yep. And yep. I am. I love. And that. you know
1: me. I've circled around. I'm. I'm kind of on the Jack Eichel. I am not on the Jack. I know Eichel, you're not. I am I, not. I. I like to see. Kind of because I hate Buffalo, and
0: my heart is bruised with the Mark Stone thing yeah. too. So I'm just I, I it's
1: it's the well, as I said I'm not watching. I'm not like yeah, yeah I, I don't care. care about, I don't all care my,
0: about this. I've
1: ordered all kinds of their garb or whatever. Hey, but one, just, w- one question. Yeah,
0: who is going to get signed at an inflated price next year? Michael and, Bunting and have, leaf <laughs> an centric mofo. Tell um, me I'm wrong. Um, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> no. But that wasn't part of my question. Okay. It was. Where is the buyer's remorse going to come greater in terms of of commitment, both in money and term? I'm going to give you two names. Aiden Hill, Mm. Ivan Barbashev.
1: Yeah, Barbashev feels like Nachushkin, right? And we do this every year. We pick one guy who's sort of, you know, a pretty good second line player and... He has a great playoffs. We're like
0: fourth line player in St. Louis when yep. he was there, right? And they traded for a they traded a first for him.
1: Yeah, now he's in the top six. This
0: guy like seventeen or eighteen points. Yep. He's laying hits out like yep. nobody's
1: business. I think it's he smells like a malty. It's probably him because I don't think, well, wow. I don't think people will be lining up for Aiden Hill. But we had this conversation last week.
0: When there's a Francois Bressois out there, right? Would you line Frankie up for Brassois, hill
1: Yeah, the Ron Brasois, Larry Brasois. Sorry,
0: Larry Brasois. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, it, I just don't think people will buy in. Like we've seen, Michael Layton and Anti Niemi and guide teams to a cup, right? That it just, it well, can happen.
0: Layton did not guide. No, him. he
1: guided them to a final. And but we talked about this last week. You you have Aiden Hill in the running. Yep, for the con Smythe, and 100%, I still do. I, and I don't. So I do think if you're asking which one more likely gets overpaid for too long, I think it's probably Barbashev. But right now, okay. yeah, no, that's I, pretty I, soft. And
0: I don't. Just, <laughs> yeah. So he is the classic. You know, I'm in a I'm in a very unique or good spot, and then someone's going to pay me for yeah that, and then go, oh, I can't replicate that no. in two games.
1: I'm suddenly not on a line with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Right? Like,
0: yeah, this is I'm it. with
1: your fucking losers. And-
0: yeah. <laughs> I've now been paid by somebody who needs something yeah. but doesn't have the talent because if they did have it, they'd be paying somebody else.
1: That's
0: it. So, so okay. No, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. He is the classic forward who has. Let me
1: hit you with one. Yeah. You got three years left on Bobrovsky's deal at 10 million
0: zero chance
1: man is there anyone who looks at these playoffs and goes eh, maybe, maybe you could talk me into this probably still with some retention but is there any chance Florida can use this A to get out from under them or uh, from under him and B will they want to like are they dumb enough to believe oh there he is this is what we paid for he's back yeah no no
0: no Um, is there somebody dumb enough
1: I mean, they signed him. <laughs> Someone gave him to him, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the league has looked past.
1: The $10 million. That $10 gold.
0: million goaltender. And unless unless Florida's eaten 30. Five. No, I was going to say 30. <laughs> yeah. 30% of that. Yeah. Right? That, that you go, oh, I'm willing to take a flyer on a $7 At million seven. Dollar Bob. But I've seen enough in his, whatever, five, six years since his last Vezina. Yeah. To go... No, Probably not, man. Yeah. Probably not. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to finish on, mm-hmm. and you haven't been watching, but this will resonate with you because <laughs> I've felt like this maybe since midway through the the Leaf series. I'm suffering from Paul Maurice fatigue, <laughs> big time.
1: A little smug.
0: Well, and he and he is he is sort of he's got this. I'm a witty everyman kind of approach. <laughs> I'm gonna drop the f bomb in every post game, but man, I'm I'm suffering from Paul Maurice fatigue. Like just, can, can I think he, the
1: Jets did too. And then he suffered from a little jet's fatigue. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it showed. Let the record show. Paul Moe felt the fatigue more than the Jets because he's the one who blinked first. He threw the keys on the table and said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." You got it. Anyways, that's just my. uh, There's only I get that. There's only so much rippy. Ritty rippy Repartee. Yeah. rippy Repartee. Ripy reparte. So I fucking suddenly become a Flintstone character.
1: Might be just about time to wind this down. This is it. Matt. That's it.
0: Ring the bell.
1: Ah, for our 7 million dollar bob. My name's Matt Robinson. <laughs> our 7 cent bob. Yeah. We're out of here on that. Don't forget later on in the week, we'll drop on Friday a little music talk. Look for it. It's going to be great. And uh perhaps something else before then. We'll see it's a fluid week we'll see how things move man we'll, uh, we'll see what's happening around the podcast make sure you're subscribed if you're not already i, I don't know what you're doing <laughs>
0: <Go> ahead, <laughs> if just, you're still here now where have you been yeah
1: honestly um yeah that's it for this one we will see you all next time fuck man thank you guys the hell was that number one bullshit oh number one bullshit why are you so pissy <laughs>